Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. I'm here with Jeremiah Stringer right now. And let me tell you, Jeremiah, this is not a live stream. No, we are in studio, baby. We are in the Casa de Kelly today, and yeah. we are uh, getting ready to talk about some of our favorite things. Yeah, and some of our least favorite things. And some of our least favorite things. And we're probably going to hurt somebody's feelings in the midst of this because that's kind of what happens with us. It's a hobby of mine, man. I just love hurting people's feelings. Uh, you know, you come off as this like Kentucky gentleman, <laughs> but when yeah. it comes right down to it, you've got this bitter streak in you that nobody knows about. I just love hurting feelings, man. It's I love, okay. I like to send people to bed weeping. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sleep tonight. Uh, it's all good, man. So, so uh, we're going to talk about something specific today. Like last, when we do the live streams, it's more about our guests and talking about that. And if you and I do a live stream, we answer questions from people. But today, we're going to talk about our favorite backpacks of 2021 mm-hmm. and our least favorite pack. Yeah, and probably a bunch of other random yeah useless gym well yeah we'll end up talking about other stuff because we always end up talking about other stuff so uh let's start off what was your favorite backpack of 2021 i'm gonna let you take a guess on what you think it is do you want me to give you some options or do you kind of have some ideas on... i think i know what it is okay i think i know what it is the only reason i think i know what it is is because it seems like it's the one you always take with you all right and that's the chicken tramper 45 ul you nailed it bro but Mine is not 45 liters. That's true. But but that's the one that if you're going to buy it, that's what it is. Like, yes. We had ours modded out to be 50 liters. Yes. And this episode is completely unsponsored. Totally unsponsored. So all these are, uh, I don't know. I did get the chicken tramper bag for free. So I'm a slightly biased, but I think I got the other bags for free too. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you. Like for me, when I pay for something. Uh-huh. Typically, it means more to me because I had to use my hard-earned money to get it. Yeah, like my war bonnet tarp. Yeah, they sent us those, but I still turned around and bought one. Right, because I liked it so much. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So tell me, what what are the things that make you like this backpack so much? Well, if you want a uh, a really good breakdown of the pack, uh, I won't go super in depth on everything. But I would highly suggest our viewers and listeners to go check out the episode that we done with Chicken Tramper, the second episode, because we really took a deep dive look into that pack and some things that I would like improved on it or some things that didn't fit my needs. Right. And then some really awesome stuff. But basically some of the stuff I like about it, they didn't skimp on the shoulder pads, like the the padding on the straps. Yeah. So that's one of my number ones, man. It's like on your backpack, you have to have good padding on the hip belt if it's going to be one with a hip belt, which this one is. And it has to have really good padding for the shoulder straps because those are like your two main points of contact besides just the whole back of the bag against your back or the front of the bag or however you want to call that. But I really love the shoulder straps and how cushiony it is. Because, you know, sometimes you get like the – 
the really thin ones and then it's almost like it's cutting into your your skin right, and your muscle right. tissue just really uncomfortable it doesn't uh, yeah if it's if they're not thick and they've got a lot of cushion it it really does matter like especially if you're doing a long day yeah like if you do anything over 12 miles like it's gonna be uncomfortable it's yeah. gonna be uncomfortable it's not gonna feel good yeah and some people are probably gonna tell you like your backpack's probably too heavy if you're if you have a backpack that's not designed that kind not designed to carry that kind of load or in my opinion maybe it's a faulty feature of not having well, thick enough straps well here's my answer to anybody that says your backpack might be too heavy you're probably right <laughs> Um, be because right. uh, sometimes I like to carry extra stuff with me. Yeah. Now, I went on a backpacking trip two weeks ago with a bunch of guys up in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And one of the guys brought a battery powered rotisserie to cook steaks with. How's that even work? It, literally, you've, you, you set it up over the fire. Uh-huh. And there's a little battery pack on one side and a big, uh, big metal rod that goes through. You put all the steaks on the metal rod. Turn it on and it just spins the stakes over the fire. So like a rotisserie. When this dude brought that, okay, get this. He brings that uh-huh. six pounds or seven pounds of steak. Oh my gosh! All together, it's probably ten pounds of just dinner. Now, I'll bet you. I'll bet you that rotisserie weighed at least six or seven pounds by itself. So when you're doing those steaks, do you? Uh, does it have like a closing mechanism that the stakes go in for the rotisserie or does the rod just straight up go through the stake? Goes right through the stakes. So when you're sticking that through the stakes. And I think there's little forks. Oh. I think there's little forks that maybe hold the stakes so that they don't like slip. Because I'm wondering, like, do you you stick it through like a hot dog like you'd roast a weenie? Or, very similar. Or do you go like. No, it's very similar. Okay. Yeah. And there's like a little fork thing. I think there was a little. I can't remember, man. Like, I've got a video of it. Yeah. I should probably look at that. That'd probably help me know, but I'll have to check out uh, the video. Well, I haven't posted it or anything. I'll show it to you later, but okay. But yeah, like, so he brought that with him. Uh-huh. And I am never going to look at a person who brings a, a rotisserie and six <sighs> pounds of steak to feed me with as a, a flaw in character. I see that as a giving person. And as far as I'm concerned, people, <laughs> uh, when somebody wants to give like that to their friends, in the back country, that is not a pack that's too heavy. We need that more pack. Though. That pack is just right. Yeah, too heavy is pretty subjective. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But they're probably right. I mean, yeah. But that's why we want thicker ones because we have a tendency to bring extra stuff with us. Yeah, and that's what I told uh, when I was talking to Chicken Tramper, picking out my backpack and stuff. Like you can go on their website and you can customize all the colors and all that, and I love that too. But what's more important is the functionality. So right, for right. me. I needed a slightly bigger pack because I knew I wanted to take it, especially on like some colder trips. So you're, I have a zero degree under quilt and I just got, um, a top quilt that is like a 26 or 28 degree. What top quilt did you get? It's the Western Mountaineering Astrolite, I think is what it's called. That's a nice quilt. Yeah. It's 850 feel. And, but the, the the moral of the story is all that stuff takes up a lot of room in your pack. Like yeah. when you start getting into like colder, colder temperatures, not only do you have to have your puffy and maybe another layer to go in between your puffy and your um, base layer, but then you also got like your colder weather sleeping bag and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And so I needed to mod my backpack 
to make it a little bigger. And they're like, no problem, man. It also comes in like a 50-ish liter. So that's what I had them to do. I was going to say, I think we both did that with that backpack. Yeah, give you a little more room. Yeah. And then you picked out uh, your colors too. Yeah. So let me let me say, let me ask you this. Um, well, if you look back here, you can see all my backpacks. There's a there's a trend. Like I'm I'm pretty predictable. So a lot of red. There's a, a lot, lot of, of red up there, a lot, a lot of, of black, a lot of gray, some white. Um, so what is your favorite feature of the backpack? Man, that is a hard question. I'd say probably um I didn't think I'd like it at first and I didn't. But I ordered no hip belt pockets. And all my other packs that have hip belts have pockets on them. But I was like, they have an option to do a fanny pack with it instead. And I yeah. was like, you know what? I'll try out this fanny pack because why not? Right, right, you right. You know, I'm experimenting. I'm not having to pay for it. Um, although, when I say not pay for it, I still did trade a lot of sweat equity. For the people that don't know, I have a YouTube channel too. And to... To trade your time instead of your money is still trading some value right, for some right. product. So yeah. I did make a video about it. So that took a lot of sweat equity. But I was like, I'm not, I'm still not investing. You know, it's not like this backpack. If I'm paying for it, it's cost me $600. You know, yeah. even if you bought it outright, it's only a couple hundred bucks. Right. So I was like, why not try out the panty pack? And the thing with the pack is it has like these um, loops all along the hip belt. And then you can pretty much put the fanny pack wherever you want on there. And you don't, when you unclip the fanny pack, it doesn't unclip the hip belt. So you can take it off and still use the backpack like for its intended purpose. Right, right. And the fanny pack is so much, I wouldn't say better, it's just different depending on what you want it for. So, like, it's like one giant, and when I say giant, I mean, like, gigantic pocket. Yeah, it is. And it's got little Sonian, um, I don't know, they're like extra pockets in there. Uh, oh, what's that? Lycra. Lycra. Lycra pockets, yeah. So, those are really stretchy. So, like, if I'm if I'm carrying my camera, uh, my camera, I carry a Canon M50, and it's kind of small, and I got a little lens on it. So, that whole thing will fit in there with a shotgun mic on it. Yeah. Like I can put the whole thing in the fanny pack and keep some snacks in there, keep extra camera batteries. And then your camera's next to you. It's not dying if it's going to be cold out. It's just all around like a win-win. So that is probably my favorite feature. But I also like how big the uh, the water bottle pockets are. Like yeah. You, if you have a... Uh, yeah, you could stick like whatever you want in there. Like I keep my water bottle, a water bottle on each side. Like if you're watching on the YouTube um, channel backpacking podcast on youtube you can see i have a life water here in front of us and it's a one liter so i could keep one of those on each side and i can still reach it while i'm backpacking plus i can keep i keep like one side it must my... be nice to have arms that are normally proportioned <laughs> yeah i cannot tell you like just how difficult it is for me to reach behind and grab a water bottle with my t-rex arms can what about the chicken tramper bag do you still have problems whenever you're reaching yeah dude, it's every backpack it, any backpack like that's why i have a water bottle holder on my chest yeah so i don't like pull my shoulder out of socket trying to reach for a water bottle like i just i can't reach them like i'm literally like built like a like a hobbit like i've said it before <sighs> i have these like really short arms these really short legs but if people are watching online they realize i don't look a lot shorter than you sitting down yeah and your chair is actually higher than mine right now yeah so i have the torso of a person your height this is a comfy chair by the way it's my wife's yeah 
Yeah, she she picked it out. She loved it. That was her that was her office chair she picked out. Yeah, thanks for that music. Yeah, man. no problem. But, perfect. But dude, like my arms and legs are not proportioned for a person with a torso length of this. Like I have to get a long torso on backpacks and I'm five eight. Yeah, that's messing you up on the water bottle pocket. You really need the front. I do. I do. It's it's a mess. But hey, you know what? Here's the thing. They make a water bottle pocket. You know, Osprey. They have the diagonal. That should work for you. Have if you tried I, that? Yeah, but I only use the Osprey pack when it's like really cold and I have to bring a lot of weight. Yeah, it's it's heavy. The Osprey pack is, it is a heavy pack. It's got a I lot mean, of support. But it carries well. Yeah. It carries really well. And and so it's it's good. I, I do like the pack. I do like the Osprey pack. But uh, yeah, for me, just reaching behind is not an option. So I always have a, a water bottle pocket up front for that reason. Yeah. But that, that's what I really liked about that backpack. Yeah. There's things I didn't like too, but I won't go in depth because this episode is my favorite backpack and why. That's right. That's right. Well, let me tell you what my favorite backpack was. Wait, let year. me guess. Okay. Let me look behind me. Uh, it's going to have, it's going to be something with ULA on it is going to be my guess. Okay. No. Ah, it's not. My favorite backpack this year is actually one that I've only, used on one backpacking trip but i've day hiked with it a thousand times uh-huh it, it's the waymark mile backpack oh. dude i love that thing it's 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 all the way over here if you can see it it's right behind jeremiah's head right now but that backpack man let's put it this way uh waymark contacted me uh-huh and said can we send you this pack to try out yeah no strings attached just give us feedback on what you think about it mm-hmm. it's a prototype um it's made of X-Pack material. Here's all the specs. Let us know what you think. Okay. Anything if no strings attached, I'm all over that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I said, okay, I send it my way. And uh, I started using it on every one of my day hikes and uh, fell in love with it. And uh, they gave them out to some other people. You've probably have seen them all over YouTube. Like that, There's been tons of videos on these things now. But uh, actually got a chance to do an overnight backpacking trip, and that was my backpack. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was awesome. Like, I don't like frameless packs typically. Yeah. But I love that one. It's it's really nice. You're talking about it's got deep pockets on the side. It's got the lycra pocket on the back front, whatever it is. It's it's got that. It's it's about 28 liters mm-hmm. of total space. So for doing like an overnight where you're not going to bring a whole lot of stuff with you, especially in warm weather, like I'll be surprised next summer if I don't use that on most of my weekend trips. Uh just because it and it weighs like a pound. The backpack itself weighs a pound. So it's got the zipper above the lacquer pocket? Yeah, it's got a little si- a little extra pocket right there. Plus, it's got clips on the side where I can hook my fanny pack to the front of it. Oh, okay. So I can actually have a fanny pack hooked up to the backpack, which is really nice. And uh, this is a true story. Um, they came out with an Eco-Pack version of it, which Eco-Pack is a lot like X-Pack, except... It's uh, it's made with 100% recycled material, uh-huh. and I think it's, like, made out of, like, bottles, like water bottles, like this. Yeah. It's made out of those. Like, they just recycle those, and they make this fabric out of it. Um, it's a waterproof material, just like uh, X-Pack, um, super durable, abrasion resistance, all that stuff. It's got all of it. And uh, I liked the one I had so much, but this one was in red. <sighs> yes, the one red. I was given was gray. <laughs> they didn't have a red option at that point. Yeah. So he goes, what color do you want? I said, do you have red? He goes, no, we don't have red. I was like, well, do you have gray? He goes, yes, I'll take gray. 
Well, I liked the I liked the pack so much. Uh-huh. I bought the red one for myself, and I gave the gray one to my buddy Josh. Wow! Because I I knew he. We were talking to her. He's hooked me up with a lot of free stuff over the last couple of years. Yeah, which is really cool. So, uh, I basically gave him the pack. Yeah. So now he's got one, and we've been talking like next summer. That's probably gonna be the pack I use every time because you know as well as I do, like a zero degree quilt that you use in the winter time, or even like a twenty degree quilt. Mm-hmm. It's just way heavier and way thicker, and it's just gonna take up more space in your pack. Yeah. But in the summertime, like in Kentucky, it's like 80, 90 degrees during the day, and sometimes it doesn't get below eighty at night. Yeah, sometimes you don't need if you're hammock camping, you don't need any underquilt at all. Yeah. And so for summer backpacking, uh-huh, that's probably gonna be my pack. Um, and I and, and that's not taking anything away from the chicken tramper pack. Yeah. I love the chicken tramper pack. I love my ULA Ohm 2.0. Yeah, I love both of them. It's different sets of needs though. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, what's really cool too is uh, kind of build a relationship with Waymark. They actually sent me this pack that's in the dead center of the screen. Uh-huh. This is the framed um, light pack. It's a 50 liter, I think. Uh, and I've only had it out on one trip so far, as far as a weekend trip. And uh, it's nice. You want to talk about deep pockets? Yeah. Why? Are, I was about to say, why are the water bottle pockets so deep? Like on the on the left just side, on this if you're side, just got, looking at it. Yeah, a one liter bottle will fit down in there. Uh-huh. And like, you know how like on the chicken tramper, you can kind of strap your straps around this to hold the bottle in place. Uh-huh. You don't even need that with this pocket. Yeah. It just fits right in there. Just it, it's great. But how so you've got the side one where you can reach in and grab it out. Uh-huh. But like, oh, is the other one more for storage? Yeah. Okay. Like you can put like, especially if you're putting your tent poles down in there. Uh-huh. I mean, they're almost all the way in, in the pocket, which is really nice. They should think about doing the shock cord on the side. Like, I really love that on the chicken tramper. That's what I love about my own 2.0. Yeah, because you can stick, like, your puffy on that if you want to just take it off real quick. Or, like, it helps hold your tent poles in if you're taking a tent. Well, and I've got spreader bars for my tarp, for my winter tarp. Yeah, you got to stick those somewhere. And so th- those go in there as well. You ever think about sticking, like, the uh, the stuff inside of your backpack, the spreader bars or the, the tent poles? No, I never put them in my pack. I'd leave them on the outside. I have, I've put them in my pack. Like when Bridget and I go backpacking, I want to see if she will try out doing the duplex L with me because it would take our tent weight from like, I don't know how much that tent weighs, probably five pounds total for the three person. Is that tent. that North face tent? Yeah. It's yeah. big. The palace. I wonder, and we split up the weight and normally what I do is I put the tent poles inside of my backpack. I like, you know, if you look in the backpack from top down view, I just stick it like in the corner, like in the very back corner, tucked against my back outside of my trash bag or whatever, Nile fume bag or whatever you're taking. Yeah. I stick it back there and then I pack everything else around. It. It's never a problem. And I'm never worried about my tent posts falling out because if I stick them in the water bottle pocket and I don't have a pack that has like the shock cord, I'm always afraid they'll fall out because like you're talking about, you know, if the pocket only comes to like this much. You could lose your tent poles. Yeah, so I put that, them inside. But a pocket like that on the uh-huh. way mark, that is that pocket is awesome. Yeah, that is a perfect that's a perfect setup there for that situation. Well, I'll be honest with you, on my my ULA has big pockets and it's got the the cord. But uh, there's been times like when I was hiking on the Shell Toy Trace uh-huh. where I tripped over a like there was a root sticking out of the ground and I tripped and when I did my body weight went forward and the bottle just went flying. Out of my pocket. I've lost a bottle like that. Yeah, and and it went down. A, I remember having to go down the hill to get it. 
I have one fall off Indian staircase. Oh, that's gone forever. You're man. not getting that one. No. But uh, but with with those deep pockets, you cinch that up. Those pockets, they're not coming out. Yeah, but which I, is really cool. I'm wondering if she will do like it may be too tight for two of us because it's only a two person tent. But I'm wondering if I could get her in the duplex L on an overnighter, especially if we're doing mileage, because that takes the weight. I mean, it lowers it from like five pounds to like 20 ounces. Here's the big question, though. Are you going to get her back out for mileage again? Probably probably not mileage. I was going to say, I, I love your wife, and I know from talking to her about trips you've been on, man, I don't know the long mileage trips or something she's going to be like begging to do. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about the whole mileage, but here's my thing. My she, wife won't go backpacking regardless, so it's like <laughs> you're already ahead of the game on me, man. Yeah. Like, I, I can't convince my wife to get out there. But mine, do, mine runs like – she she does five Ks. Yeah, and it's like running, going to the gym, just literally running. Which I don't. I'm. I know there's a lot of people out there that do it. And I just can't do it, man. I can't just run. Yeah, I have to be running from something. I got to be playing basketball or something. But anyway, I digress. Even in basketball, you're not really running most of the time. You're jogging. Right. Yeah, so. or sprinting. Yeah, or, yeah. But just the monotony of it. But she likes to do that. So it's not like she can't do the mileage. But I'm thinking, like, if she has a pack that's not an Osprey, like if she has, she doesn't have to carry a shelter, because I could carry the the duplex L. It weighs like two pounds. What the duplex L doesn't weigh? It weighs like a pound and a half. Twenty pound or twenty ounces, twenty point six ounces. Yeah, it's like a pound so and a half, pound and a quarter, just over a quarter, right? Pound that's, sixteen that's ounces. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So if if I could get her in that, and then she's carrying like. I mean, what, basically food and her backpack and water and stuff. I mean, her base weight, we could get it down to under 10 pounds. Do you know how much better of a time she would have versus oh, 28 yeah. pounds doing 14 miles a day? And Yeah. I mean, it's... It wouldn't make it happen, dude. Make it happen. We'll see. Bridget, Maybe. Bridget, if you're watching this video, throw the man a bone. Like, <laughs> she, let's make she, this trip happen. She asked me recently to... If we could go on a trip soon. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, and I not tell you? No. Yeah, she wanted to know, uh, when we, when are we going to schedule a backpacking trip? And I was like, Bridget's too cold for you now. And she's like, now's when I want to go. And I was like, I don't get it. I was like, it's going to be, you know, low 30s, mid 30s at night. I was like, it's just too cold for you. And she's like, no, I want to go now. There's no bugs. I was like, aha, okay. See, here's the problem. My wife hates cold. Like, if my wife had her way, we would probably live in Florida right now. Mine too. I mean, we would live in Florida right now, and then I would never be able to go backpacking because it would be like 800 degrees and 99% humidity yeah. all the time. I've talked to so many guys who live in Florida mm -hmm. and just asked them about backpacking in Florida, and they're like, yeah, you got like three months where it's actually fun. It's all wintertime? Yeah, because it doesn't get cold. Like, their cold weather is like 60 well, I think it depends on what part of Florida you live in, right? If you live in the Panhandle, like you can get snow. Not often. I think it's pretty often. I think it's more often than you think. It I bet. Is. I bet almost every year, if you live in the Panhandle, you get snow. I mean, think think about Georgia and well, Alabama. Let's talk about what that means, though. Snow. Yeah, that's let's, true. Let's talk about what that means. That's not like snow in in upstate New York or Wisconsin right. snow. We're talking like. We're talking about getting precipitation that is below 32 degrees. We're not, I'm not talking about six inches of snow because we don't get that stuff here very often in no, Kentucky either. No. But see, that's comfortable backpacking, I think. 
I don't know, man. That's like, arguable. I went I went backpacking in the snow a couple weeks ago, and it got down to like twenty six or whatever. I like the novelty of it, and no point. To, but for me, I guess I'm I've just for me, I think it's comfortable. I don't know because you're moving. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I wasn't moving, I'd probably hate it. Like if I just had to stand around the whole time. But like I think when you're when you're moving and you're hiking. Mm-hmm. It's really not that big of a deal unless you're just somebody that has to right. hike in shorts. Like, you know, a lot of guys, like they only hike in shorts. Well, and it's it, like, I couldn't do that. And it depends on when we say snow, it depends on the snow too, right? Like if you're yeah, deep slush, winter, New Hampshire. Yeah, if it's not slushy snow, snow, it's good. But if it's yeah. slushy, like wet snow, that's just making I'm, everything soaked. What I imagine that you're talking about is more like... Uh, like there's three or four inches of snow on the ground. It's not... Your feet are probably getting wet, but you're moving, so it's not like you're just sloshing through eight inches of snow and getting soaked from the knee down. And yeah, we're talking about fun snow. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about cold weather, because like that's what I'm saying with Florida. Uh huh. If they get snow, I mean Kentucky snow is nothing. I want to look just, up. Let's just be honest. Kentucky snow is nothing. Kentucky snow. If you get two inches of snow, the whole state shuts down. That's true. You know. So in Florida, my guess is if they get snow. They're not even getting a half an inch, man. Like that's easy backpacking weather. Oh, oh, that's oh, easy backpacking oh, weather. Definitely, but also like, I don't know how easy it is for you if you're a Florida native. I mean, it is easy, but you if you look at it like, I don't have the same type of gear that Suge has. And if you haven't heard of Suge, we've had him on the podcast before. He was in Minnesota. Yeah. So that is what he would consider comfortable is completely different on what I would. And what he would consider like normal, easy backpacking would be completely different. No, I get that. But I still say like 35 degrees, which is probably what you're looking at is the lowest it's probably going to get down there. Yeah. It's probably like 35 degrees. Like I've got a cousin. I've got cousins that live in Florida. Uh-huh. And every year they're like, oh, it's so cold down here and it's 52. And like, really? 52? That's not cold. That's like a heat wave in the wintertime. Yeah. Like, but they that's what they live in. And they're not even in the southern part of Florida. Yeah. They're in so, Melbourne, which is up the northern end. Like it's all subjective. Yeah. Well, I looked it up and it says that uh I'm talking about Panhandle. So like Panama City. Panama City, that area, yeah. Yeah, Tallahassee, yeah. anywhere around the northern end. doesn't necessarily have to be the Panhandle. Down around Alabama, Alabama and that, that area. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, Alabama. I just said that. Alabama for some reason. Like, <laughs> I don't know where that came Alabama. from. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> so it says that, and this is the whole state, is a zero inch per year average, which I would completely <laughs> believe because that completely negates the part I'm talking about. But, yeah, you're right. There's really not going to be any accumulation. Ever. But I do like the novelty of hiking and camping in the snow. I just don't think that I would want to live somewhere where I would have to completely change out the gear that I have in order to have a comfortable backpacking experience on the regular. You know, yeah. like having, having I don't know, how many months of snow whenever you lived in Wisconsin? How, how many months did you deal with all that I snow? I mean, it probably started in November and ended in march and sometimes you might get one in april and you're talking about living in it like chains on tires sometimes oh well, i never did the chains on tires or anything. Oh, okay. i mean they actually have like they have all like the infrastructure to actually snow take removal care of the... yeah it's not like kentucky where like 
snow removal is uh we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of salt this year yeah. so be careful it's like billy you know, joe go get your truck yeah we'll hook a snow plow up to it like they have like a legitimate plan in place so when they know a huge storm's coming they're ready for it you know and yeah the roads look nasty one hour and like a couple hours later they've got that stuff cleaned up you yeah know? and like you're saying before they just put it all on your sidewalk oh yeah they go by yeah that's where you're snowshoeing you're not snowshoeing <laughs> on the roads or like you need chains to get out of your driveway but uh back to the backpacks back to the backpacks because i don't yeah, know how man. we got to like florida weather but who um, knows man who but i uh, i do have one other pack that this year I'm going to get to use a lot more. And we talked about a little bit that Waymark light pack uh-huh. that, that Waymark did something really interesting this year. They went to uh, PCT days. Okay. And they just asked all the backpackers they came in contact with. Do you like framed packs or do you like frameless packs? And I mean, I'm probably getting the number wrong, but I feel like I, Devin from Waymark told me 90% of the backpackers use frame backpacks. I believe that. And so he was like, there was an, he said, all we made were frameless packs. He's like, we were basically missing 90% of the backpacking population by not making framed packs. You think it's because the, uh, I don't know if it's specifically ultralight, but ultralight is kind of like a loud voice. Yeah. I think it's a combination of that. And like, think about when you first start backpacking, you probably go to some big box store and you buy a backpack and it's going to be framed. Yeah. It's like 99% chance. Well, and honestly, framed backpacks ride nice. Yeah, they do. When they get that weight, when you can shift that weight from your hips to your shoulders, then back down to your hips again. Mm-hmm. That's nice, man. Like, like when you're having a long day, especially. Yeah. And the gear that you're putting in there, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. Because you're not going to all... be able to afford the light stuff when you first start, unless yeah. you're just silver spoon as a kid or something you know well i think that you can if you if you research it but it may not be exactly what you want because you haven't figured out what your needs are until you actually have like the experience and it's expensive it is expensive but the lighter weight it gets the lighter weight it gets the more expensive it gets that's one thing i've learned like when i first got into backpacking um i mean i bought the ula Mm -hmm. and then i couldn't afford anything really much past that i was buying everything really cheap after that but I got the backpack that could handle the weight mm-hmm. and it was light. So I got a two pound backpack as opposed to a four, four and a half, five pound backpack, whatever it was I had before that. Yeah. So that was really nice. But this backpack is really interesting, man. It's really interesting. I'm still not a hundred percent sold, even with the chicken tramper on the, the like fishnet style pocket on the back. I wish it stretched. I like Lycra better. Uh-huh. I, I know that like, um, I know chicken trammer's not crazy about it, but I'm I like the lycra better. I just do. I like it because I can shove a lot of stuff in a lycra pocket. Oh, you could uh, you could almost fit all the stuff inside the pack in just a lycra pocket if you stretch it all out. Yeah. But the problem is, and I think this is what um, they told us, is it just doesn't last as long. So I think that that's not a big as as big of an issue as you would you would consider it to be as a producer because one, unfortunately in today's time, a lot of products are designed to fail. Like your refrigerator is probably only, it's only certified so long on a warranty. But if you look at the R and D, it's probably not specifically designed to fail quote unquote, but it has a, a shelf life. It has a lifespan. pretty short. It has a lifespan. Yeah. As compared to some, some other older products, not to get into the whole, those were the good old days but yeah my point is is one as a manufacturer the sooner it fails the sooner somebody can replace it but you have to find where the equilibrium is of 
how long should it last versus how much I charge for it. Well, and I know? think and I think with the Lycra pockets, like mine is still great on that ULA. I mean, that thing. Yeah, they last a long time. I've had it for three years, and it's I've put at least a thousand miles on that pack. Yeah, and and it's I mean it's I mean literally like the the Lycra is great. There's a few little pinholes and stuff in it, but it doesn't matter on that. It's on the back of the right. pack. I'm not putting stuff in there to keep it dry. And you know? that 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 fish, whatever it is, the fish net or whatever, yeah. that stuff's gonna tear too. Whenever the the Lycra pockets, in my experience, tear whenever I'm like a tree is fallen and it's too low for me to go. I mean, it's too tall for me to go under, I mean, over. So I had to go under it and then my backpack catch it on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always something like that. And it's not, it's not like it's ripping the whole thing apart. Right. But that, I think what Nathan was saying was that he was worried about for through hiking and I'm could be misquoting him. So, well, and their packs are designed for through hikers. Let's not pretend like they're, they're designed for the weekend or they're really not. They're designed for through hikers. Right. But if you think about the market, like if I'm, if I'm a backpacker producer, like you're mentioning Devin, I'm not designing my packs for through hikers because that's a minority. Right. Right. I am designing it for the average Joe. I mean, that's what Osprey does, right? I mean, I assume that Osprey, the way they started, uh, and I think that we talked about this before was it was a cottage company, just like any others, yeah, but everything is at then first you get into the mindset of who is my consumer. And then Osprey is now from where they started to where they are now, like the pack that I have, you can buy whatever size you want, but then you can adjust the shoulder you can straps, adjust the shoulder straps the up or down. Points. Yep. Yeah. So then not only it fit me, but it also fit you. Right. Because you can adjust it. I think one of the things though, I, I understand why chicken tramper would do what they did. Yeah. Well, the, it because, is through hockey. Well, it, it's not only that, it's it's supply and demand. Yeah. Like if if you want to be able to sustain the supply, mm-hmm. if you if you niche down your supply at the beginning, yeah, then you can build up a reputation within them. And then as you're able to make more packs, then you can branch out and handle the need. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right now, from what I've heard. These guys, I mean, they talked about it when we had them online on our live stream. Uh-huh. They're barely getting these packs out quick enough for people, and they're actually having to cut back on how many they'll make. Yeah, because they just can't fulfill all the orders. Yeah, I think I was talking to Taylor from Southern Hike. I'm pretty sure that's who I was having this conversation with. There's a lot of people on this trip. I think it was he that was telling me. I think it was him. Sorry if it's somebody else. They were telling me like they were getting on there because they were doing a drop once a month and they're only doing so many packs. Like, I don't know. It's less than five, I think. Right. And it's the supply is so high. I mean, the demand is so high versus it takes a long time. It doesn't take as long if you can mass produce something like Osprey with a factory. You send it off somewhere and they make it for you. Outsource it. Yeah. You know, you pay for all the material and everything and the labor. But when you're sitting there and there's, you know, five or ten of you in one shop, there's only so many you can do. Well, and that's why niching down for what they're doing is a good thing because if they were made for everybody, no chance they're getting them out. Yeah, you had to hire more people, but yeah. it takes a long time to build a business. It does. It does. Well, needless to say, man, I think the Chicken Tramper Pack is a fantastic pack, and I can see mm-hmm. why that was your favorite of the year. Obviously, I can see why that was your favorite because next to the Waymark Mile, it is my favorite pack yeah. of the last year. I've used it on more trips than any other pack I've got right now. Um, and I've used every one of these packs at least once this year, but that's been the one I probably use the most. Um, but I love that Waymark Mile, man. Just a great design pack. Like 
really well done. They know what they're doing. There's really, I mean, maybe besides Go Next, I'm not sure there's a backpacking company that doesn't know what they're doing. I was wondering when you're going to talk about your sponsorship (laughs) there. I'm not sponsored by Go Next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding around, but there's, it's really depends on what the backpack is that fits your needs. Yeah. You know, so if you're, if you're deer hunting or elk hunting, you're out in the mountains of Montana and you need a giant external frame to haul out these giant get a giant external frame yes but if you are through hiking and you're wanting to do 35 miles a day that's not going to be the same pack that you would use yep you know you're probably gonna have something that's like 30 liters or less grace people give grace yeah understand we're all different and everybody has different needs and as long as we can all do that backpacking can be a very happy community yeah i think most things can stay off of reddit yeah (laughs) <laughs> bring reddit in there. just just stay off of reddit Seems don't like there's a lot of ultralight on reddit and and they get nasty sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's crazy well that said man i think it's time to sign off of here um we got we're going to be recording actually if you're listening right now uh-huh. this is the first of three episodes that we're recording in one day yeah and, Busted and them so out. we're going to have another episode next week for you. And next week's episode, we're actually going to be talking about um, new pieces of gear mm-hmm. that we've gotten this last year that kind of shocked us at how good that piece of gear was. We just weren't really expecting it to be as good as it was. So I'm interested to find out what that is for Jeremiah. I don't know what it's going to be, but I have a feeling it, it, he's probably going to sound like way better of a backpacker than me when he tells me about it. Well, we'll see about it. We'll all see. That. Well, that said, we will catch you guys on the next go round. Adios.